Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Well, happy Easter, everybody, and welcome to uh, a brand new week of the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. Um, Shar and I both hope that you had a wonderful Easter celebration uh, with your families and with your friends yesterday. Um, hopefully you're able to celebrate with other Christians, um, either here at Victory Point or at another church. Um, but yeah, hopefully uh, you had a great time celebrating our risen Lord yesterday. And like I said, my guest this week is Shar, um, Shar Brockema. So hey, Shar, thank you so much for being willing to uh, join me this week. Yep. With trepidation. With trepidation. Oh, you will do just fine. You will do just fine. And so, Shar, in case people don't know who you are, you know, here at Victory Point, or if we have other listeners, could you just introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah. Um, I've been members of Victory Point about 20 years. Um, my husband, Dale, is Dale Brankema, and we've been married about 51 years. Two kids, four grandkids, retired nurse and have been on several short-term mission trips, which is very interesting. Mm -hmm. So you were a retired nurse. Yeah. Okay. So where did you work when you were well, I actual start, nursing? I started in Holland Hospital, and then I did a pediatrician's office. And the last 20 years or so, I did home health, Oh. kind of one-on-one. -on -one. That was sure. my favorite. Okay. So you would go into people's homes? Yes. Like after, like post-surgery or? Yeah. Well, this was kind of long-term, older people. Okay. I had two long-term. One was 11 years and one was eight years. Wow. So you were at the same place. Right. You can become so, like family. Well, I actually. bet you do. So you would, like, that would be like your only person that yes. you were in charge of. Yes. Okay. Oh, that would be rewarding. It was a good relationship. Yeah. And, and sad, I'm guessing, when the person eventually died, yes, right? Because yeah. you, like you said, you're, you were yeah. a part of their family. Yeah. Yeah. The last one, um, she was a nominal Catholic, but we would talk about things, and her family was Christian. Mm. And when she was dying, we, uh, the other girl that was there a lot, and I, we read passages to her and sang mm. together and just to keep her calm. How cool. So that is a wonderful experience. Right, right. And kind of, kind of <laughs> like a ministry almost. Yeah, I tried to think of that. Yes. Not always real consciously, right, but I, right. I always considered it right. part of my job, even exactly. if you don't say it, to be the calming person yep. and that, yep. that they can see. Right, exactly. Well, I did not know that about you. So look at that. I learned something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again for being willing to be my guest this week. Um, today, we are going to dive into Acts chapter 5, and we'll be reading verses 27 through 32. And I will read this passage today. It's not very long, and I'll be reading from the New International Version. And then when I'm finished reading, I'll just ask Shar um, maybe one thing um, that the Lord um, told her or that the Lord uh, made stand out for her, and we'll just kind of have a conversation back and forth. All right, so here we go. Acts chapter 5, verse 27. The apostles were brought in and made to appear before the Sanhedrin to be questioned by the high priest. We gave you strict orders not to teach in this name, he said. Yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and are determined to make us guilty of this man's blood. 
Peter and the other disciples replied, we must obey God rather than human beings. So the God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead, whom you killed by hanging him on a cross. God exalted him to his own right hand as prince and savior, that he might bring Israel to repentance and forgive their sins. We are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. All right, Shar, so not a lot of verses there. There's maybe only like five-ish, six-ish verses there. But what's one thing that the Lord kind of made stand out for you? Well, I think it was just a reminder with everything that's going on, all the different situations in this world. There are a lot of Christians who are repressed, um, told not to promote their beliefs, but still stick with it. And then I thought about myself, what price am I willing to pay to obey Christ instead of sometimes um, blurring the lines between the world mm-hmm. and what I do. I try mm-hmm. and I think I do that, but you know, you just, it just a, was a reminder. And um, do I compromise or blur the lines right, to right. stay with the current culture and demands? Right. But it's very simple. God first. That's in verse 29, right? Yep. When, when Peter and the apostles replied, we must obey God rather than human beings, right? That's kind of where you're getting that from. Yep. Yep. And also, I am I was thinking, it made me think of Pastor Ephraim oh, in, in Haiti, Haiti yeah. who said, even though there were all those um, things, plots by the people to kidnap right. pastors yes. and ransom, he said, I am not I said on the video, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep mm. protesting my faith. And I kept thinking when I heard that, you know, wow. I know. Well, we, I don't know how good I have it, I guess. Right. Like you mentioned the word repressed, right? And so mm. in Haiti, you know, for those those Christian people, and especially those Christian leaders, I think they are feeling very repressed and scared, you know, mm-hmm. because they're being Christians, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and like you're saying, uh, Pastor Ephraim would probably say something like this, right? In verse 29, we or I must obey God rather right. than human beings around me. Yeah. And I'm not going to let those thugs. <laughs> That's what they are. Yeah, scare me out of this. Yeah. Well, very cool. I, wrote a, I had a, a little smile face right next to that verse too, because <laughs> that is that is something that we all desire, right? I mean, Well, I, it's easy to say, but we're not that challenged. Correct. Where we live. I don't think I've ever been challenged where I have to like, oh my goodness, uh, am I going to obey God here? Or am I going to obey this person or this group of people? I don't mm-hmm. think I've never had that before. Mm-hmm. And so. In some ways, I think it's a little subtle, though. We don't realize we're um, giving in a little bit oh, yeah. by what's going on. And then before you know it, that, can they tell right. that I'm a Christian or exactly. not? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I think this was a warning to be strong. Don't right. compromise. No, I love it. Love it. So, and right, right, right at the beginning, I um, I saw that the apostles were brought in. Okay. Um, right there in verse 27. And it wasn't to like, it wasn't to like the government. It wasn't to the Roman government that they were being brought in. <laughs> it's interesting. They were being brought into the Sanhedrin. Yeah. So it's not like a political group. This is like a religious group that's but bringing they, in this other religious group, but, yeah. but but they were just a threat, right? These apostles were yeah, a threat. they were going to take over their power. Oh my goodness, over we're going to lose people. our Jewish 
power and the tradition and this hold that we have on our people, right? Mm-hmm. And it was a, it was a threat. And so it just it was just interesting that it wasn't really a government that was you know no. bringing them in, like in Haiti or, or I don't know China or something that's bringing in Afghan as well. Right, exactly. There you go. Right, uh, but it's actually it's the religious power of the time, I guess. But right? I think there's some of that too, though. Oh yeah. You know, this, you do it this way or you're true, out. True, true. And then another thing I thought was just interesting, um, verse 28, it says, we gave you strict orders not to teach in this name. Yes. So, like, like obviously that but Jesus, right? right? They must have been preaching in Jesus' name. So that made me, that made me think, oh, were there other people around that were preaching or teaching in like other people's names? You know, yeah, because I know I know there were more than one rabbi back during this time in history, and I think yeah. rabbis would gather followers around them if I understand that culture correctly. Right. Yeah, and so maybe somebody was going around teaching in this rabbi's name, and others were going around teaching in this rabbi's name, but these guys, the apostles, were going around teaching in Jesus' name, and they were the ones, yeah, and the Sanhedrin was saying, We gave you strict orders not to teach in that name, and so Jesus was so, I don't know, he was just frightening to them yes right yeah anything else that kind of popped out in acts chapter five um verse 31 i think i had to reread it here okay god this is talking about jesus god exalted him to his own right hand as a prince and savior that he might give repentance and forgiveness to the sons of israel's we are witness to, to these things. So they were actual witness. And so is the Holy Spirit. So through the Holy Spirit, we are witnesses whom God has given to those who obey him. Mm. So so you're saying that they were physical witnesses because they were there. But but we can be witnesses also because... And so is the Holy Spirit. Through if you're the Holy the Spirit. Spirit. Okay, yeah, yeah. So the Holy Spirit, if we have the Holy Spirit, right. we are witnesses too. Yeah, yeah. No, I like that. I, I didn't even catch that. So No, I had underlined um, the right hand part, right? God exalted him to his right hand. And um, for those of you that are familiar with the old Heidelberg Catechism, yeah. <laughs> I, I think there's uh, there's something in there about like, so so what benefit is it to us that we have Jesus up there in mm. heaven sitting at God's right hand? And I think one of the answers is like, um, well, he pleads our cause now. He He's our mediator. Our yes. Right. And so that's what he's doing now. Mm-hmm. Right. He's not physically with us right now. Okay. He's sitting at God's right hand. But I mean, through the spirit, he's he's with us. But um, but what's he actually doing there? He's sitting at God's right hand <laughs> and he's pleading our cause. He's yeah. being our mediator. Yeah. And somebody told me years ago that, you know, when we pray, we we you know, we send praises up to God, we send thanks up to God, we send requests up to God. When we say in Jesus' name, Amen, we kind of ended our prayer. But Jesus continues that. Yeah. Okay. We go on with our life, but Isn't he continues. Yes, it is. He continues to, to bring those requests and bring those praises to to his dad, to his father. Even it's not in this passage, but I even think of even if we don't have the words, he's bringing it. Yes. He knows. And oh, he's yeah, bringing... I forget where that is. Somewhere. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yes. So I'm thinking, you know, sometimes you just don't know what to right. say. And Jesus. He already knows. Yep, yep, exactly. Um, let's see here. I the only other thing I had circled was like the the word prince, 
and the word Savior in verse 31. You know, he, you know, he's he's exalted Jesus to his own right hand as Prince and Savior. And so I'm going to ask you, Star. So, so if Jesus is our Prince, what what does that mean that he's our Prince? That's kind of a a tough one. I had to think myself, like, what does it mean that Jesus is Prince? <laughs> I don't know how to put that. I know. Because it's not necessarily means that he's doesn't consider himself above, but he is. Oh yeah. Because so, the prince, the prince is always. I mean, if you go back to medieval times, right? The prince was always the guy. Well, even now in England, right? Mm-hmm. The prince is the the next guy in line, mm-hmm. right, to the throne. And I don't think of him that way. No, know. I don't either, right? Because he already is God. He's part of right our triune God. I'm not sure. I know. I know, I know. If, if the only thing is maybe in that is that's like he's our mediator. He's the mm. prince in our place. He's the one standing up for us. Okay. Oh, I like that. Because that because the actual prince in a kingdom, right, can stand up and, hey, dad, um, this is going on. I really love it if you would. <laughs> I'm, he's given duties to right. protect. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. Well, I think we... Um, are kind of approaching the end here. And so usually we like to give our listeners um, a blessing at the end or a challenge at the end. And so I'm kind of thinking here, what could we, what could we leave our listeners with today? Well, to be, I had to deepen your relationship so you can stand firm Mm. when you're challenged. Uh, So one of my Bible study leaders always says, be sure you're full of the Holy Spirit, full of Jesus, so you can't leak in. Because mm. when you start leaking in, then things go wrong. Our our humanness. Yeah. Well, let's leave let's leave our listeners with that today. Listeners, may you be full of the Holy Spirit. May you be full of God the Father and God the Son, um, so that our own desires and the world's desires and our enemy cannot leak in. There we go. All right. See you guys back tomorrow. Thank you for listening. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.